Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby again, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, August 19, 2019, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. Well, happy Monday, ladies. I trust that you all had a wonderful weekend and that you took some time to joy pamper yourself and to do some things that literally brought joy to yourself. As a reminder, as always, I want to share with you that if you haven't had the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks are scheduled, Uh, for the week that are supporting your goals for this week, you need to do so immediately following the show. And this is so very, very important. Oftentimes we go through the week and the new week is coming up and, and we haven't really prepared to reach our goal and do what it is that we want to do with our business for the week. And so, again, we have to be very mindful and very focused on what it is that we want to accomplish by weekend, which for most is by Friday. So it's not too late for you to open up your calendar and, again, make sure all of your activities are supporting the goals that you want to accomplish by weekend. And, you know, I've taken surveys over the years before with business women asking the question, do you ensure that all activities in your calendar at the top of each week is supporting what you want to accomplish by weekend. And it, it amazes me that I still get a pretty large number of women saying no, you know, that they don't necessarily look at their calendar to ensure all activities are supporting their goals for a weekend. And I think that is where uh, we let the ball drop. I think that's what falls in between the cracks because, you know, as women, we keep ourselves so busy all of the time. And as a result, because we're used to being busy or as the expression is busy being busy, we don't often take the time, just take a deep breath, exhale, and say, okay, wait a minute, hold on. What is it that I need to be doing to support what it is I want to happen by Friday. Because if you look at your calendar, you might have a whole lot of activities in there that have nothing to do with what you want to accomplish by weekend. And so this is why it's so very important to do it at the, at the top of the week. Now, what I normally like to do is, and what I recommend to my clients, is that every Sunday evening before you retire uh, and get tired, right, You want to carve out about 30 to 45 minutes just to kind of look at your calendar and make sure everything is connecting, understand what has to happen, look at what you might need to delegate, and make sure that you have identified what your goals are for the week. This is what needs to happen by Friday, okay? And I want to add to that and just say a lot of the times when 
when we are pressuring ourselves to bring in a certain amount of money, we really have to look at our activities to make sure that those activities are supporting bringing in that additional income. Um, I've, I've talked to clients before who said, you know what, you're so right. I had over $1,500 in invoices that needed to really go out uh, that I needed to collect from people, and I didn't have it in my calendar or my task to do, and as a result, the goals that I was trying to meet for the week was really all tied up in that $1,500, which it was, should have been easier for me to do to collect that. So, again, we want to pay attention to those activities. We want to pay attention to what it is that we are really doing, and I just want everybody to be mindful of that, you know. And if you have to schedule until you develop that habit, if you have to schedule it in your calendar every Sunday or whatever day at the top of the week you choose, it could be Sunday, it could be Monday morning. But if you have to schedule it to remind yourself and set alarms to remind yourself to, to look at your activities, then so be it, right? Whatever you need to do to make sure that it is happening because it is very key and instrumental in you actually accomplishing your goals by weekend, and that's very, very important. I want to welcome everybody. I know there's some people listening uh, on Facebook Live through our Women About Biz community. I want to just welcome you there. And, of course, as always, for more than 10 years now, we have been live every single Monday on Blog Talk Radio. And so we are doing it simultaneously, both in our Facebook community and also on Blog Talk Radio. Perhaps you know of someone that is available right now or someone that could be available, right, that needs to hear positive information, that needs to get great tips on ways they can take themselves and their business forward, all you need to do is either text this number to them and tell them to dial in, 347-637-2589. Tell them, hey, I'm listening to Successful Woman Radio. Join me. 347-637-2589, right? That's so very, very key. And then, of course, if you are listening from Facebook Live so it doesn't hold them up, go ahead and um, go to your Facebook page and just say, hey, guys, join me at Successful Woman Radio and give them the phone number as well, 347-637-2589. This way it won't hold them up because if they're not a member of Facebook community, um, for women about biz, they may have a difficult time getting in, right? And so, again, um, I want to just let everybody know, make sure not only with Successful Woman Radio, but with any resource that you are listening to that you find beneficial for yourself, you know, bless other business women with that. It's, it, as women, we need to be continually helping each other to just really move forward in our businesses and with our goals and what we're trying to do. And we have some mighty power amongst ourselves uh, when we share with each other and when we, we motivate and encourage each other that we can do it, that we can create our success, that we can make things happen, okay? So I appreciate all of you who continuously share Successful Woman Radio. And for those of you that are new, to Successful Woman Radio, I just wanted to give you a little bit of information about 
who we are and um, what we do and what our goals are, okay? So Successful Woman Radio is all about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. That's what we are all about. We want to give you that information. We want to give you that need. And we're somewhere between a cross, right, between a seminar, a webinar, a radio show, uh, a live interview show. So, again, um, we have high ratings. We, we have a lot of people asking questions and sending us emails. And, again, uh, coming up in 2020, this will be our 11th year uh, of having Blog Talk Radio on the air, uh, being on the Blog Talk Radio platform. Um, and then, of course, 2020 marks something very big for Women About Biz, which uh, is our main company, and that is we will be 20 years old. Can you believe that? Yeah, Women About Biz is coming up on being 20 years old. We started in 2000 and grew from a local organization to a national network servicing now more than 30,000 women nationwide. And so I'm so proud of that, and I feel so honored and so blessed that God has allowed me to serve others for more than 20 years in the area of starting and growing their small business. So we will be celebrating that in a big way. Uh, we are planning for that now, and uh, just get ready. Those of you who are out of town, you'll definitely be wanting to come into the Atlanta, Georgia area um, because we are planning a big event come January um, 2020. So we're very, very excited about that. I want to remind everyone that if you have not already, we have a wonderful free membership right now that's going on at Women About Biz, and we're getting ready to really start pushing out some awesome tools and resources for those who sign up for this special free membership. So to join, simply go to womenaboutbiz.net, and then once you get there, click on Join Today and select free membership in the drop-down and join if you haven't already. Also, if you're listening from the Blog Talk platform and you have not joined our Women About Biz community on Facebook, hey, please join us. Uh, all you need to do is go to facebook.com and in the search bar, go Women About Biz groups. Now, remember, we have a fan page as well that you're more than welcome to like that, but we also want you to join the Facebook group. So make sure it says groups, right? Very, very important. For those of you who are tech savvy and ready to pop it on in there in your Internet browser, it is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women about biz spelled all together. And, of course, you all know that biz is B-I-Z as in zebra, okay? So, again, it's facebook.com forward slash groups. And then it is Women About Biz. So I look forward to connecting with all of you who are going to be joining the group. And all of you who are already in the group, don't forget to connect and say hello to people who are just becoming new members in the group itself. We've got a great topic for you um, today that we're going to continue on with our theme um, for this month of August, which is Endless Referrals. And Endless Referrals is all about learning how to structure yourself so that when you're out networking, when you're talking with people, when you're trying to generate more leads for your business, that you understand the process that is necessary in order to have a stream of referrals coming into you. Now, um, 
I'm going to be getting something special to those of you who actually go online and purchase your own book of endless referrals, okay? So this is the book by Bob Berg, that's B-U-R-G. Probably, this is probably one of the best books I've read on how to generate leads, how to, how to introduce yourself, how to get a stream of referrals coming into yourself. And this is especially helpful if you are in the service business. But I think if you sell products, this is uh, important as well. Today we're going to be reading from Chapter 3, for those of you that have the book, How to Work Any Crime. Again, we'll be reading from Chapter 3, How to Work Any Crowd, in just a little bit. As always, I'm going to be bringing to you, um, you know, how to create and, and develop your leadership and authority. And we do that through what we call five questions of leadership and authority. Here's what you need to understand about this is when you – Question yourself, and this is very key. When you learn to question yourself and start asking yourself questions, and not only asking the questions, but, of course, answering the questions, you will explore a whole other side of you. You will be able to start digging deep in developing your leadership and your authority. So here we go. Question number one, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company. Of course, I ask this question every single Monday, um, and I have a lot of people emailing me asking me for help on developing their position description, okay? So one thing that you need to know is that if you don't have a position description for yourself as the CEO of your company, it's very difficult to be clear in knowing what you should be doing from day to day. Now, as you all know, I talk all the time about the three most important roles that must be played in any business. That is laborer, manager, and entrepreneur visionary, which indeed is the CEO. Now, out of those three, what you should understand is that the entrepreneur visionary, the CEO, is the most important role. Now, why, you might ask? Well, it's because that is the role that lays that the foundation for the whole company. The laborer is, is busy taking care of the day-to-day, -day, you know, uh, possibly servicing the customers, making the gadgets or whatever it needs to do. And when you're in the labor role, you just don't think about how you can grow your company or how you can properly manage. Now, the manager role is responsible for carrying out the vision of the company and delegating and making sure that the labor role is also being carried out. So the entrepreneur visionary role is important because, again, it lays the foundation for the whole entire company, and it sets the company off on its path to success. And so that is why when when you run a business, no matter how large, how small, you have to really understand your role that you play as the CEO of your company. And this is why creating a position description is so very, very important. Now, what I've always recommended is that you can go online, you can go at any of the job boards, and you can put in, you know, CEO vice president, look and see what companies are looking for those high-end positions, and you can look at how they're writing their job descriptions to kind of get a flavor, possibly, but I also recommend that you just sit down with a blank sheet of paper and you ask yourself these questions, such as, you know, if I had to hire somebody and they were responsible for being the CEO in my company, first of all, as chairman of the board, see, so you would still be chairman of the board. What is it 
that I would want to see from them? What reports would I want to see from them? What information could they give me to ease my mind and let me know that my company is doing well and that money is flowing into the company? What would I want to know? Would I want to know about marketing reports or sales reports or uh, hiring of new employees? Uh, Would I want to know about up-and-coming prospective customers or, or clients? What would I want to know from that CEO? What should they be providing me? And, and the one thing you need to understand is whatever you say that that person should be knowing how to do, that's what you should be doing, okay? And so, again, try to bullet point your position description um, so that you can then take those bullet points and either plot them on your calendar or or add them in your workflow to figure out a way to start implementing your role as the CEO of your business. And once you have that role, what happens is you get a whole new clarity, right? Because the roles are all different. The labor role and the manager role are so totally different from the CEO role, right? And so this is very, very key. Here's number two. What are my business priorities? You know, this is another clarity question because you need to understand and and know what your business priorities are, what needs to happen. Now, for those of you who were listening at the beginning of the show, you'll remember that I talked a lot about um, really knowing whether or not the activities in your calendar actually we're matching up with what your goals are supposed to be and have been accomplished by the end of the week. So this has a lot to do with prioritizing and understanding what your priorities are. Yeah, you have a lot of goals. You have your annual goals, quarterly goals, monthly goals. But every week there's supposed to be something that you're doing that leads to a particular set of goals for that week that that maybe even contributes to some of the larger goals, right? Or maybe it's sales goals that you really try to meet a certain number every single week. Well, here's the thing. Oftentimes what I find out is that our goals are not going to be accomplished by weekend if that's what we're not focused on, okay? Um, Sometimes as women, we get really busy being busy. We start focusing on everything else with the exception of the goals that we really want to have. Now, one of the things that I learned recently, and I wasn't surprised by this statistic, right, But um, I read a statistic from another book that we had also, and again, I'll hold it up because it's still on my desk, and that was Brian Tracy's No Excuses. Now, this particular book, we, we went over for, I think, a couple of months. But in the book, he was talking about why is it that people don't get things done, and he went on to share the fact that, you know, uh, he had rented an office and had staff and employees, and um, money just was not coming in. And he realized it was because he took his eyes off of the pulse beat of sales and marketing. And so Brian Tracy recommends that 75% of all of your business activities really should be towards your sales and marketing. And then, of course, you can decide what the other 25% is going to be. And so, again, when you are a solo entrepreneur, it is quite a challenge. But I'm sure you'll understand and figure out a way 
to do other activities outside of what I would consider your prime area. So I really want you guys to understand that your business priorities are very key, but within those priorities, I too believe that you should have sales and marketing should be high up in that priority, okay? And then number three in five questions of leadership and authority, do I have a bird's eye view of the following areas? Well, that's the bird's eye view of your sales, of your marketing, of tasks, upcoming tasks, of delegations, of follow-up. Uh, do you have a bird's eye view of all of those things? And oftentimes what's going to give you a bird's eye view is that you have decided upon a system that you're going to use that helps you to keep up with all of that, right? That can be a calendar. Be, that can be a customer relations manager system online. Uh, but you and you alone have to make a decision and not keep using different types of software, but decide on one system that you're going to use and stick with, and then you can develop good habits with that system, and you will start being able to have your bird's eye view sooner than you think, okay? Here's number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow? Now, your daily workflow really is what's supposed to be happening from um, the time you sit at your desk and the time you start working in your business on a daily basis throughout the whole day. And even with those individuals that you may have delegated, what's the daily workflow supposed to look like, right? You should really know what that is. And if you've never sat, on, sat down with just a few blank sheets of paper, to write out what your daily workflow is, then I advise you to do so. And then last but not least in the five questions of leadership and authority is do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? Again, do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? Now, as you guys know, um, I am not asking you to totally just delegate and hand over something uh, to different contractors that you may be working with and then never look at it again. That's called abdication, and you're not wanting to abdicate anything, right? But delegation is really a system all about before you hand over a task to somebody, you really need to be writing out the description of that task, the expectations, um, even the script if it's some, somebody they're supposed to be calling or they're supposed to be making a, a set of calls. Um, you're supposed to be letting that individual know that you are holding them accountable. You're supposed to set a deadline and say, well, this is when it is due. If it is a long-term task, then you also need to set dates and checkup periods so that you can hold them accountable as well. So remember, when you talk about creating a delegation system, it is so that you can be the master of the follow-up. So the follow-up falls within your hands, right? And, of course, we want to stay away from advocating. And I tell you when advocation happens, right? Advocation normally happens when you are just so tired of having the monkey on your back all the time. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? It's like you feel like you're doing anything and everything, and a lot of the times you might be doubling into something that you don't have enough knowledge about, so it's really becoming a thorn for you. And so when you find somebody who finally knows how to do it or what have you, you just hand it over to them. You don't give them any instructions. You don't give them anything. You just abdicate it, right? Abdicate means to give up, forget about. 
Um, and that's definitely not what you want to. So every time I have a client that says, you know, I gave this task to somebody or I handed this off and the person never came back to me, um, you should know and you should understand that it's, it's not all that person's fault. You may not have set up the parameters to follow up with that individual, and you may not have uh, even created a delegation system in which that person could have easily fallen into and um, be held accountable. So you also have to put yourself in check as the CEO and also for when you're playing the manager role in your business. It's 32 minutes after the hour. I want to say hello to everybody. I see that we've had a few more people to log into Blog Talk Radio. I want to welcome you to um, Successful Woman Radio. I'm going to go ahead right now um, and read to you from the book, Endless Referrals. Such an awesome, awesome book. I have been reading it over again. This is my um, second time around reading this book. And, you know, when I started Women About Biz almost 20 years ago, um, I became very successful with it because I felt that I had a special gift, the gift of gab and the gift of listening to other people and helping other people um, find answers and solutions for things that they were looking for. I was also good with connecting people as well and making referrals. And um, through that, I grew Women About Biz. Within our second year, we already were at the 10,000-member mark. So uh, that was people telling other people, okay? And so I know that word of mouth works. I know that with social media, I know that with technology, it has changed somewhat, but really not that much, right? You still have to get yourself out there in front of people, and I think one of the things technology has done, it has made us lazy. It has made us want to hide behind the computer screen and not get out there and meet people. But to be honest with you, what I have discovered is you really have to have a balance of the two, a balance of social media and a balance of offline marketing and getting yourself out there for meetings and different things as well. So, again, I'm going to be reading from Chapter 3, How to Work Any Crowd, and I hope you guys are listening in and taking some notes from this. Um, the author, Bob Berg, says, mention the term networking to many business owners or salespeople and images of their local chamber of commerce will immediately spring to mind. Why? Because across North America and throughout the world, chambers of commerce have instituted monthly events known as business before hours, business after hours, networking functions, or card exchanges. Regardless of what they're calling it, the concept is that Chamber of Commerce members attend these get-togethers with plenty of business cards in tow, ready to exchange them with each other. If all goes well, according to plan, when one of the members eventually needs a particular product or service, she will simply have to check her business card file and voila. Now, you'll note that some of these some of the terms in this book are a little bit dated because most people don't have a business card file anymore, right? But all, just in all the same, it still uh, is very valid. The author says she will know who to go to. The purpose of this exercise, according to Chamber of Commerce executives, is, and I quote, chamber members doing business with other chamber members. In other words, creating self-sufficient business environments within the membership. He says, a good thought, but it's a great concept. There's only one minor problem. It doesn't work, the author says. 
Why not? Because no matter how loyal people may be to their chamber of commerce, they will most likely only do business with someone for the reason we've already explored in depth. All things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know. I'm going to say that again because it needs to be repeated. All things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And, um, guys, this, this holds true today. Even if you're on social media, you still have to brand yourself. You still have to create what I call familiar trust with people online. You still have to do this to this very day because people don't give business to individuals they don't trust. He says, pressing the flush and handing out an endless number of business cards will not convince people to feel any of these things about you. And most people simply don't know how to work a chamber of commerce or networking audience in such a way as to elicit those feelings. And in this scenario, every time you don't get somebody's direct business, you also don't get the business of his 250 sphere of influence, right? Because remember last Monday we talked about the sphere of influence and how important that was and that every person knows at least 250 people um, within their sphere that they could possibly refer to you if they knew that they needed your service. So he says, let's view the situation. Picture in your mind's eye the typical chamber of commerce or networking uh, meeting card exchange scenario, and you can apply the same principle, to, again, he says, to any type of gathering, be it a charity event, a social party, or a business social. Let's say this is an after-hours event running from five to seven. What happens during these two hours? The majority of attendees sit at the bar or hang around the hors d'oeuvres table. They have a few drinks, sometimes eat, talk with each other, flirt with members of the opposite sex, and get absolutely nothing done in the way of business. It's basically a party, and maybe even a darn zip party at that, but it isn't networking. Many people rationalize to tell oneself that they are indeed networking, but they are doing business. Because, hey, they're at this event, right? Mm, but not necessarily true. He says after it's after normal business hours. And he also says, but the truth is about the most productive thing anyone doing here is every once in a while meeting somebody they don't know and exchanging business cards. Now, no disrespect meant, but big deal, right? I got a card. He says, oh, and occasionally, by the way, a sheer of luck, some business will take place. Person A might just happen to need what person B is selling or vice versa, but the chances of this happening are small, and guys, it's very small, right? And the odds for success are certainly not being played to their full advantage. He says, the first thing that you need to do, he says, let me ask you this. If you currently belong to your local chamber or networking uh, event, if your answer is yes, if you join, have you gotten a ton of business from them? No, would you like to get a ton of business? He says, you actually can. He says, the first thing I suggest you do if you're not already a member of your local chamber is to join for two reasons. One is it's a nice way of supporting your local business community, and two, and even more importantly, it gives you an opportunity to use the endless referral system during those card exchange events as a genuine networking, selling, and referral gathering tool. How we do this is that we usually 
Um, you need to understand that social functions become genuine networking events and actually work for us when we work it. It begins by knowing why you are there in the first place. You're not just after these people's business. You're also after the business of each of their 250 spheres of influence. I want to stop right there and say this is why it's so often it is so very, very important to realize that every person you meet, whether it's one-on-one, in the group, you know, at a dinner party, Every single person you meet is very important to you. Why? Because they may not be able to give you business, but they may know 250 other people that could. So it depends on how well you establish a relationship and how well the trust has been built. So he is getting ready to give us seven steps to help you accomplish that goal. And what I want to do is I want to share with you the first three, and then those of you who have the book, you can keep reading, and for those of you that don't have the book, go get the book, okay, because it is going to help you. So here is the first three. He says, number one, adjust your attitude. By this I mean understand that the only reason you are at this particular function is to work to build your inventory of quality prospects for your names list. That you're there to work doesn't mean it can't be fun. Networking is fun. He says establishing mutually beneficial give-and-take win-win relationships with people is fun. So remember, he used a term that I use all the time, and that's win-win. When you go to a networking event, you always need to be in the blessing business. Don't ever go in a selfish mode only looking for what you can get. Here's number two. Work the crowd. Oh, this is so very important. And for those of you who feel that you might be an introvert, this is something that you will have to work on a little harder. Because work the crowd. By this I mean be a sincere politician. Be sincere, but with an air of confidence about you. But be open, but don't come off like a sharp hustler. Be nice. Have a smile on your face and very simple, right? He says that's very, very key. Oftentimes when I work the crowd, I always let another person introduce themselves to me and tell me benefits about their business. I don't really overwhelm them and be pushy like a pink plaid jacket saleswoman and walk up to them, hi, my name is Trina. Let me tell you about myself. Never mind about you. Let me just tell you about women, about this. I never do that. I want that person to know that, hey, I'm in the blessing business. I'm here to learn about you just as well as I am here to share about my own self. Here's number three. He says, introduce yourself to someone new. And this is very true. It's possible. Introduce to yourself to someone who is what's known as a center of influence. Now, I want you guys to listen to this carefully. He says, these are people who have a very large and important sphere of influence themselves, typically Centers of influence have been in the community for a long time. People are familiar with them, and what's more, they know them, like them, and trust them. He says centers of influence may or may not be particularly successful in business, though usually they are, but regardless, they know a lot of other people whom you might want to know, and they have the ability to connect you with these people. And this is very, very important, right? And one example that he gives, well, how do you tell somebody is the center of influence? And this is true. 
Listen at this. He says, my friend, fellow speaker and author, Rick Hill, one of the very best prospectors I've ever met, has a great method for locating functions, centers of influence. He says, note that people usually break up into groups, four, five, or six. According to him, each group usually has a dominant person or an unofficial group leader. That one man or woman who seems to control the conversation around whom the conversation seems to revolve. He says usually that person is the center of influence, and it's true. Check this out. When you go to networking events, the people who seems to want to introduce you to other people, who seems to want to show you around and tell you about other things going on other than talking about themselves all the time, I can guarantee you they are a center of influence. In other words, they've helped other people. They are a great resource. They know a lot of people, and people tend to come up to them at networking events asking them different questions, I can guarantee you that's a center of influence, right? And that's the type of people we need to be looking for. Oftentimes when I meet somebody, when they talk to me, it's just all about them. When it's only about them, usually I automatically know that they're not really into wanting to share or be in that blessing business like I told you about. But what they want to do is get across who they are and the importance of themselves, but they're not wanting to make the conversation win-win. And it's not that I don't pay them attention because I have met many people who appear to be that way, but after we got to know each other and after I um, I kind of set the environment for creating that win-win, they fell into place and they, they developed that win-win relationship with me. So again, it's important for you to understand uh, what I just read, these three tips uh, of how to work any crowd because it's very, very important. Now, ladies, if you haven't picked up your copy of Endless Referrals, um, you are going to miss out on something. I am going to be holding a private special uh, webinar where I am talking about how I actually grew Women About Biz from 10000 to 30000 how I actually word of mouth through referrals, through techniques and, and strategies that I use, I was able to actually grow the business, and I believe that it will work with any business, right? And so I'm going to talk to you about how to create um, something that I, I carved out. Is the term is not my term, but I call it the circle of influence. But what I have done is I developed and customized my own strategy, and I would love to give you that strategy. But in order for you to be invited to this special webinar, which will be happening during and around um, the first week of September, you're going to need to buy the book, Endless Referrals, right? I don't get anything from this, but it's just a blessing to the author who has written probably one of the best books on how to generate leads, right? And so when you show me that you have purchased this book, I am in return then going to send you a special link where you will be able to register for this private webinar where I will teach you how to develop your own circle of influence. And so I know that there are some people and our Women About Biz Facebook group uh, that have already posted and showed, hey, I have a copy of the book. And so here's what you have to do. You have to purchase the book, 
right? You can order from Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or Books a Million. Copy the book, or, or with a picture of you holding the book. I prefer and post it in the Women About This Facebook group, okay? Um, and then you will automatically be a part of the list of people who will be able to attend this private webinar. And I tell you, it is definitely worth the wait to attend this special webinar, which is going to be a private webinar only for those people that have purchased the book. So I'm going to be sharing it with you. I'm going to be providing you with some worksheets so you can learn how to create your own circle of influence. So again, this is something very, very special uh, that I have done in order to really just encourage ladies for you to read, right, to start reading books that can really expand your mindset as the CEO of your company. So don't forget to do that. Coming up next, uh, I am going to be sharing with you some information that I think is important, and that is all about creating your 30-second intro, um, better known as the 30-second soundbite, better known as, you know, the elevator pitch. But I'm going to be talking about that because it's so very, very key. A lot of people um, have thought that the 30-second intro means different things, you know, about, you know, hurry up in the best way you can to beautifully describe your business, but that's not all what it means, and it's not just one that you need. And so, again, I am definitely um, excited about sharing with all of you uh, some information on how to create your 30-second intro or your soundbite or your elevator pitch, whatever you want to call it. So if you do not have a pen and a paper, um, you need to go ahead and grab that because I'm, I feel that I'm going to be giving you some really, really good information, okay? I'm just gathering my notes here. I thought I had it out um, right here in front of me, but you know how that works. Sometimes you think you have something and, and you don't. Okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started. So the first thing I want to tell you about the 30-second introduction is that it's in time, believe it or not, right? Um, it's no longer just 30 seconds. Sometimes you have to be ready in 5 to 10 seconds to, to tell somebody how you can benefit them, okay? So the first thing I want to let you know about the 30-second introduction is that you really should have, at the minimum, a 30-second introduction of yourself, okay? Now, with this introduction, there are some things that you need to know and understand. First of all, it's dependent upon the environment that you will be in, right? Sometimes someone may ask you to a lunch to, to, to meet somebody, and it just may be three or four of you at the dinner table or the lunch table. And then sometimes an individual will invite you to a networking event where it may be 25 or more people, right? Um, and then sometimes you may be at a what we call a mastermind table or a uh, a close networking event where it may be only you know ten to fifteen people or at the most twenty people um, in a small gathering. And so what you need to understand about the thirty second intro is that number one, 
your 30-second intro is not just one intro. It is many intros, right? And you have to develop and get used to customizing your 30-second intros dependent upon the environment that you are in. And I've just told you about, you know, whether it's one-on-one, a group of three to five, uh, a small group, uh, 15 to 20, or a larger group, 25 plus, right? And so you have to do that. So what I want to do, first of all, is I want to talk about creating the core 30-second intro, which is very important, because there is a core intro. The thing that you need to know about intros is that the whole goal is to grab an individual's attention, Okay to grab their attention. Have you ever been paying attention to one thing, but in the background you hear something else and it grabs your attention? If Yes, then that's exactly what the 30-second intro is supposed to be doing for you. It's supposed to be actually grabbing a person's attention. And so in order to do that, you have to understand that you have to create it with the benefits in mind. Don't get into the habits of describing, you know, who you are, hello, uh, my name is Lucy Lump Lump, and I am the CEO of Lump Lump Corporation, and we are the best out there, and we have over 82 services that you need to know about. Nobody cares about that, right? And you don't want to get involved in doing that. What you want to do is be of benefit to the individual. So I think one of the, the biggest things that I've learned about the 30-second intro that really pays off well for me is that when someone gives me a turn in, in, in introducing myself, the first thing I do is I say my name so they will know who I am and the company. So hello, my name is Trina Newby. I'm with Women About Biz. But right after that, I ask them a question. And so that's the first technique that I think is very, very key is that you want to come up with a short question to ask them that is relevant to your business, right? Relevant to your business. For example, if you were a hairstylist, you might say, hello, I'm Lisa Lovely, and I own Hairstyles Plus. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever wondered how people grow their hair so long. Maybe you saw them with short hair and just, you know, uh, six months later, all of a sudden their hair is long and you're surprised at that. And the person might say, yeah, yeah, I have noticed that. They say, well, that's what I specialize in. I specialize in helping women to grow their hair normally by one to two inches every single month. That's what I specialize in, and I do that through scalp stimulation, blah, 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 blah. If that person is interested in growing their hair, which most people are, most women are, then they're going to be very interested in what that person has to say. Now, if you're a hairstylist and you automatically see that the individual has a sharp, short haircut, then you wouldn't necessarily use that, right? You may think about um, asking them a question about color right? If you notice that they have color in their hair, you might want to say that you are a colorist, a master colorist, and you specialize in colors. So again, there are different ways that you can, you know, show the benefits of who you are and what you do. What happens if someone says, well, I already have a hairstylist? You ask them, do you have a backup stylist? 
And most people are going to say, no, I hadn't thought about that. Well, then I want to be your backup stylist. If your hairstylist gets sick, can't fit you in, I would love to be your hairstylist. And then do something that's extraordinary. Offer them a free washing set or a free blow-drying curl or what have you so you can get to know them one-on-one and they can experience your expertise hands-on, right? Very, very important. And you can apply this to any business. Is Remember, as you're creating your 30-second soundbite, you're going to, one, introduce yourself with first, last name, and your company, and then quickly go into maybe a question, right? Um, with that individual. Now, that's when you're meeting individuals one-on-one. What happens if you're in a group? Well, when in a group environment, statistics work more than anything, right? Very, very important. Um, uh, Statistics work, and I'll tell you another thing that works really well in an intro, 30-second intro, is a handout. But make sure the handout is relevant to who you are, right? Have the handout readily available, okay? And I'll tell you how you let people know about that handout. So in a group, you're going to ask for statistics. And statistics might be, for example, I want to let you know, are you aware that more than 80% of all people that apply for a small business loan get turned down? Are you aware of that? No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, well, what I do is I specialize in in helping people to pre-qualify for business loans so that they can be pretty sure that they're going to get the loan before the banker even says yes. I can show you how to make that work for yourself. And I do this through a free consultation where I provide you with a worksheet and a checklist of pre-qualifications, and then I work with you to make it happen. So, People are often used to that or, or they want that information, right, and, and they're going to be responsive. And so that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to use statistics in front of a group. Now, I could take it further and I could say, with me today, I actually have a short checklist of items. If anybody would care to have it, just come up to me after uh, the event and I'll be more than happy to give it to you. So what happens is that you're going to have people walking up to you asking for the handout because you related it to the statistics you gave, then you related it to your business as well. And so um, this is so very, very important. When you're talking to people and trying to grab people's attention, you're trying to um, become an authority, but you're also uh, trying to, again, get people to trust what you're saying and grab their attention. And oftentimes when you're giving handouts and different things like that and letting people know that you have handouts available, One thing I do want to say is don't disrupt the networking event and start handing out what you are offering to them during the event because other people need to be introducing themselves as well in the group. So what you say is, after the event, please get with me and I'll be more than happy to give it to you. That's very, very important, okay, because you don't want to be uh, interrupted, okay? Now, with that said, That is the 30 seconds. You can do those things in 30 seconds. Remember, you have your core description, right, first and last name and company, and then a question that you might ask 
or if it's a group of statistics that you might give. And the more you get used to it, the more scenarios you come up with, the more questions you come up with that you can ask based on the environment, the more different types of statistics you come up with based on the groups that you'll be in. And I can guarantee you you're going to have more people that introduce themselves to you and want what you have than if you go in saying, hi, I'm Lucy Lump Lump of the Lump Lump Corporation, and we're the biggest and baddest and best there ever was, and you want what we have, I can guarantee you that if you go in like that, you'll never get anybody coming up to you. But if you do it this way, if you create a 30-second intro this way, you will have a lot of people coming up to you, Okay. The one thing I do want to let you know as well is I think it's important for you to just get a spiral-bound notebook so that you can keep a whole group of 30-second intros in there so that as you're going to different events, you can say, hey, this one was mixed with men and women, and it seemed to work really well. This one worked really well with an all-women's group. This one worked well when it was just a few people. So you want to do that. I have right now probably maybe close to 200 30-second intros for myself that I have customized. And so um, not only does it help you to feel at ease when you're introducing yourself because you're prepared, but it helps other people connect with you in a way that is sincere and genuine because you're giving them the benefits of who you are and blessing them with information rather than it being all about just you and the company, right? Very, very key. The other thing I want to recommend is that to record yourself. These days you can just take your your smartphone and you can record yourself uh, and time yourself to make sure that your intro is 30 seconds. Now, with that said, once you create your foundation, your core 30-second intro, then what I want you to do is break it down to different types of environments into 15-second intros, okay? I want you to do that. Um, very, very key. Um, and then the other thing that I want you to do is I want you to pick, outside of a 30-second intro, I want you to pick a topic that you could speak about that's relevant to your business, that's beneficial, um, that can give people statistics and how-tos. I want you to pick a topic that you could talk about from 5 to 15 minutes. And I recommend that all of you create a script for that topic and fine-tune it because at some point, as you're beginning to network, people are going to give you the opportunity and ask you to be one of the guest speakers for a, a networking event, and you want to be prepared, right? Very, very important. So there you have it, ways to create your 30-second intro. It's not a lot, so you need to just get to it, right? Uh, and, again, remember, you'll be able to come up with different statistics and different ways to ask questions as you move on and get used to using your 30-second intro. Um, you'll, you'll start having aha moments, and you'll begin to come up with a lot of different things. So I hope that this has been beneficial to everyone. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to the show today. Um, and next week I'm going to be talking all about blogging and how to use your blog and integrate it to, to create yourself as an authority, how you can use it. And I'll be giving you some tips on developing your blog as well. So until then, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Continue to spread the good news about Successful Woman Radio. Share it with other people that you know. And don't forget, 
Those of you who have already purchased the book, Endless Referrals, go ahead, take a picture of yourself with the book and post it in the Women About Biz Facebook community. Uh, and if you have already, don't worry, I haven't forgotten you. I've already jotted your name down, and you will be receiving a link to go ahead and get signed up for our private webinar where I talk to you and share with you how to create your circle of influence. Okay, have a wonderful, wonderful day, everybody. Bye-bye.